Welcome into this episode of the College Fantasy Football Gurus Podcast. Let's go, Max. It is me and Max here. Look, we're going through our usual stuff, buy or sell. We have our panic, don't panic. And then we're actually going to mix it up a little bit at the end and answer some listener questions. Max, how was your week three from a fantasy perspective? Uh, not bad. I think I won both, you know. Both your main our leagues? Our league and, you know, our family league back home. So I think I'm pretty happy. I beat Heisey by 1.3 points. That's so brutal. Which is very, very brutal to be on the losing end. But, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can squeak out a win, that's always good. Um, yep. And I, I squeaked it out. Rico Busey, who I am super urgent panic button on because he's on all <laughs> of my teams, uh, scored one point after getting hurt, um, which I have not been able to see a lot of news about. And I started Cole Komet, who I didn't realize wasn't playing. Um, after everybody said he was going to play, and he didn't play. So he put up zero as well. So And you still won by a point. And, yep, so being able to squeak out a win was probably a little lucky. Yeah, and I, I beat Carter in that pod league, which is always great. That's yep. That in and of itself is perfectly fine with me. Mm-hmm. Since we got a lot to get into, Max, let's just dive right in. Uh, we're going to lead off, like always, with our buy or sell segment. Um, let's go with the quarterbacks. We got Jack Abraham, Southern Miss. I mean, he th- he had a game. He threw for 463 and two. Look, I'm going to buy into that because I think we've seen fantasy production from Southern Miss before. Yeah, we totally have. Um, the problem is, is he plays Bama. Yeah. So, I mean, not, not necessarily fun. buying this week but more necessarily buying the rest of the season. Yeah. I And I kind of like it, too. Um, played against Mississippi State, and that's really been his only bad week, for to say. Um, lack of touchdowns, surprisingly. He's only had – I mean, they scored 47 points last week against Troy, and only, only had – I guess he had a rushing touchdown. Um, I didn't see that. So, yeah, I, I think I think I kind of like him. We, we We've seen production there before, so, yeah, I think I agree. All right, so you're going to buy right away, Max, which kind of surprised me based on last week's show that you yep. were you were difficult to deal with. The problem is I don't think I'd buy right now. I'd for yeah. sure. I feel like I'd wait. Unless you're super high on him, I feel like I'd wait till after the Bama week just because it'd just take up a dead spot um, on your bench. And depending on how – if you have a super deep bench, um, obviously he should probably be rostered. But if not, I don't know if I would take the chance on rostering this week uh, just – because he plays Bama, and yeah. No, yeah, I understand that. No one should roll him out against Bama. If you're yeah. in the right mindset, That's you true. should not roll him out against Bama. That's very true. But you never uh, know. Yeah, Maybe you do never upset know. city. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> yeah, Max, that's that's a little <laughs> bold. Um, Caleb Barker for Troy. Um, typically, Troy, I know BJ Smith went down, so that could kind of be why these numbers are a little crazy as they are. But Caleb Barker threw for 504 and 4. It's not bad. That, that's not that's average at best. Yep. No, that that's crazy to me. Yeah, that is a little crazy. And um, I think I think BJ Smith getting hurt has to deal with those numbers, but mm-hmm. I mean, 500 yards is hard to ignore. Yeah, that's very true. And they play a who do they play Akron next week, who is apparently 110th in passing yards allowed. So that should be an absolute shootout. 
So you would think that he would hopefully score a lot of points next week. You would think. You would think. So are you buying into him as a fantasy quarterback moving forward? Uh, especially next week. Um, I'm totally, totally fine with taking a shot with him again. He's only played two games, one handily week one, um, through for 282 and two. Um, also had four rush attempts for four yards. But then last week, obviously, five of four and four um, against Southern Miss. I, I definitely like him this week against Akron, um, who could be exposed. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to, yeah, I'll buy in, like I said. Um, this next guy is Jake Luton, Oregon State. Um, typically with Oregon State, we're kind of looking at that um, Jamar Jefferson, which I believe he might have gotten hurt or banged up. I know there was kind of some mystery around that game. Like, yeah, I thought there, so too. There wasn't a lot said, and then a lot of people started him, and then he ended up like not playing or barely playing at all. But Jake Luton, I mean, he threw for 255 and four, and four touchdowns, no like joke by any means. Oregon State's going to be playing from behind in almost every game. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not ready to buy into this one yet, though. I mean, he has, you know, he's only averaging 22 points a game. I mean, putting up 28 points against um, Cal Poly with four touchdowns as his best game so far. I mean, had a dud week against Hawaii, um, did okay against Okie State, but I don't, I mean, he's on a bye this week as well, so I don't think I have any intentions of rolling with him yet. Yeah, I need I need another I need um when he comes off this bye week I want to see a little more production. Yeah, he if, plays against if, Stanford, which Stanford hasn't been great. I mean UCF tore mm-hmm. them apart. So, but I mean if he if he performs against Stanford, then you know maybe puts up a thirty pointer or so, gets over that three hundred mark. You know, shows that he can perform well and which would be a big game for them. You know, a conference opener against you know a traditionally good program like Stanford. So I'm especially going to wait till after that week. All right. Uh, Kenny Pickett for Pitt. And I know we typically do not look at Pitt as a quarterback producing um, fantasy option for the most part. But look, he threw the ball 51 times against Penn State. Mm-hmm. That's, that's legit. And I know he didn't throw like any touchdowns with it, but 51 pass attempts in a close game. They're essentially running the air raid. Yeah, and you know they're two receivers. What for French? For French and the other one, they're both like top. Both yep. of his receivers are like top, like eight, top seven in the country in receptions. Yeah, well, for French is having, you know, being targeted a bunch. Um, Mac got what had twelve catches. Yeah, on Saturday, and obviously this, you know, when you throw the ball fifty times, you know it's bound to happen. Um, be interesting to see if he does that moving forward, um, along with Fafranch, or to see if one of those guys stands out. Max, I'm pretty sure the F's silent, but it's Fafranch. You just change his name, like you're just rolling with so it's just, So it's just so it's just wrench. No, Max, not both F's. Good God, it's just wrench. Good God, this podcast is already going down. Maurice Wrench I- is actually. <laughs> being targeted a lot yes he's being targeted a lot so i'm gonna buy into kenny pickett mainly because i think the acc isn't that strong defensively and mm-hmm. based on what um whipple wants to do there as the oc they're pretty much around the air rate so give me some kenny pickett as a quarterback too going forward i don't think so i, I, I respectively he's put up you know 20 points barely once in three weeks against ohio virginia and penn state he threw the ball 51 times but they only scored 10 points yeah, um, no, he didn't throw a touchdown, which hurts. 
Yeah, that which is hurt. crazy to me. How uh, do you throw? How do you complete the ball thirty-five times and not a single one's a touchdown? Not throw a touchdown. I know it's crazy. But and I mean, like what for French had just forty-three yards on, you know, eight receptions. Yeah, which in the week before, you know, he I don't think he had a ton of yards either. Um, oh, never mind. He had ten for one thirty. Yeah, it, the, both those Sounds receivers weekend. have been alternating. But, but okay, maybe maybe Kenny Pickett as a quarterback two might be a little aggressive. But I'm at You're least very. I, a very aggressive. It might be, but I'm mm-hmm. at least stashing him on the bench. I don't think I don't think I'm going to go that far yet. I'm just going to good you know, God, I'm, I'm going to watch him. What's it going to take? A, a a point outing, a touchdown above twenty five points. A touchdown would help. Yes, he's not thrown a touchdown pass yet. Just kidding. He's thrown two touchdown passes. He just hasn't thrown a touchdown last week. Yes. He's thrown two touchdown passes. One, you know, in each of the first two weeks. But I just. I just don't think he's going to be a guy that people are going to rush to go grab off the wire. So I don't, I don't feel the desire to need to go pick him up right now. Right. And there's, and I mean, UCF could be a high scoring affair, but I'd much rather go out and get, you know, the guy we just talked about um, instead. Right. Yeah. Caleb Barker. Mm-hmm. All right. I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, says the former Pitt fan. I know, former. And worst bandwagoner of all time. Look, I just, like, I know I move on from team to team. Like, I like yeah. West Virginia, what they did last year. Yep. And the reason I'm big Cougs guy this year <laughs> is I'm a big Mike Leach guy. He's, like, retweeting anime cats and talking about which mascots would win in a fight. Did you see that video on Which Twitter? is great. Yes, I did see that. That was. Like, he in I would say it's legendary, but everything he does is legendary. He broke yeah, it down in-depthly. Yep. Absolutely wonderful. But people forget that you were a Pitt fan, probably because of James Conner. Yeah, he's like one of my – and still probably one of my favorite players. And you went all out with Pitt gear. You have a big old flag. Yeah, like a big old flag. I sent it. Full sent. And then before Pitt that, you were a Cal fan because they threw the ball 60 times a game. Yes. I think anybody that runs the air raid, you just, you just like. I just – I appreciate <laughs> the science and everything that goes into running the air raid. It's just mm-hmm. like – we don't even need running backs. So you're a huge Iowa Wesleyan fan? Yes. Fan? Basically, my roots, I should be an Iowa Wesleyan fan. The home, like the birthplace of the air raid. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yes. And our home state of Iowa. Yes, of course. If people ever ask you what comes out of Iowa, <laughs> you can respond with the air raid. And there's nothing else. That's and all that matters. No, that is the end of the argument. Yeah. End of conversation. Yes. Okay. Yes. Back on track here, Max, from that <laughs> random tangent. Last yep. quarterback here. I'm throwing you a little bit of a curveball with Jaron Williams from Miami. Okay, mm. right? Last week, threw for three touchdowns and 254 mm. in an absolute – like, they killed the team they were playing. It was a smaller school, mm. but we've seen some productivity from the Miami quarterback position. When? Okay, so who they um, – gosh, can't think of his name. Not Rozier. Oh. And Kosey Perry? Not Kosey Perry. Who's before him? He was a semi-decent like, pro prospect. It was like oh. three years ago. Oh, oh, that guy. That um, guy. The guy that started there ever since he was a freshman? Yes. Max. That dude? Use words. We got to think of this here. This is that great dude. podcasting. Miami Don't quarterback. No, don't search that. It's going to give you the Dolphins. Search. Ryan Tannehill, Dan Marino. Brad Kaya. Brad Kaya, Max. Brad Kaya. But he was never like a great fantasy Yeah, but he was solid. He was a good pro quarterback. Like he was and a good like prospect, obviously, but he was he was like, solid college fans. I like the fact that's true. I like the fact that Jaron Williams can run, mm-hmm. or at least it seems like he can. Um, he doesn't do it all that often. Um, 
but which is kind of interesting to see. But I just I don't know, man. You just not trust Miami. I just I don't know. I don't know if I really don't. No, and that's fine. I'm just saying it's a guy to maybe keep in consideration. A kind of like a stash guy for me. Okay, that's fair. He's just he. I think he should stay in the waiver wire for now. But I mean, I guess. Yeah, that one's a thinker. That one kind of makes you just, think a little. I bit. don't know. I just don't. I don't think I want it. He's just meh. There's not like it's not the, like the sexiest pick ever, but in a week where you you got injured quarterbacks, you have terrible matchups, and he has a good matchup. Like, I mean, yeah, he is playing Central Michigan this week, that's which not, is in theory a good matchup. That's what I'm saying is you got to throw him in there if you're desperate at quarterback. If you're really desperate, yeah. All right, who would you rather put in your lineup, Kenny Pickett or Williams? Oh, Pickett. Wait, yeah, we just talked about Pickett. Yeah, See, totally for sure. You'd rather oh, put Pickett. Pickett? Yeah, Kenny. Pickett. Oh shoot, I thought you said Caleb Barker. No. Um, Max, those don't even sound the same. Pickett, Barker, Caleb, Kenny, same thing. You're so close to going back and being the same protocol. Thing. Same thing. 100% same thing. Okay. So, Pickett um, or Williams, if you're desperate and you have to put a quarterback in. Pickett because if he's going to throw the ball 50 times. Right? Yeah, probably. Fine. I, I don't know where I lean. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Um, let's move on to the running backs for the sake of time. Um, Brendan Knox, Marshall, 16, 133, and one. Look, he's the only guy standing in that backfield. Yep. And I, I definitely think he's worth having on. He's worth, you need to get him on your roster. Look, he's going to have great matchups. Marshall's not a pushover by any means. So most games that they're going to play in conference, they should be favored. Therefore, game script means they're going to run the ball. So I like him going forward. I'm buying into Brendan. I do too. I do like Brandon Knox. I I picked him up and then I dropped him for Shamari Brooks, who I then dropped for TJ Vasher. Nice. I'm very sad about. I'm very very sad about because I should have kept Shamari Brooks, um, but I really needed a receiver to play, and I threw in Vasher. But but yeah. In hindsight, Brandon Knox would have been good to keep. Shamari Brooks would have been better. Who, if you don't have, if who, if he is not on your roster and he is not on a roster right now, go get him. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Max, this next one, um, Khalil Herbert, Kansas. I know it's a Kansas player, and I know I've been tweeting about the Kansas football hype train, but I'm going to put the bias aside. I'm I'm not a fan (laughs) of Kansas. I want to say that right now. I'm not, but. Are you? Are I feel like you're. I feel like you're getting. You're getting. There. It's not, not. They don't even run the air raid. It's more just like I literally made a bold prediction in the summertime that they were going to win a bowl game. Very bold, I know. All the listeners, relax. It's. It was meant to be a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. And look, they just beat Boston College. Herbert had eleven for one eighty-seven and one against Boston College. And I know Puka's there, and they both were productive. I'm not buying this. I'm really not. No. But one eighty-seven and one against. Boston College is like, that's impressive. Yeah, that's not terrible. But no, I'm not buying it. <laughs> not at all. I don't think no. Now, if he does, if he does something like this and gets like 15 carries next week and puts up over 100, I mean, yeah, if him, if him and Puka are, are both, both going to get going off 15 plus carries, I mean, sure. But I'll wait. I'll wait to see when Kansas two <laughs> Kansas running backs can do become like fantasy play. relevant. Yeah. Yes, and and you know if Khalil Herbert eventually overtakes Puka, which I don't think's happened yet. Yeah, I, then, I, I then doubt we can have this conversation. Okay, uh, Trey Barnett, um, Georgia State, nineteen for one twenty-seven, no touchdowns. The workload's great, but a Georgia State running back, no, thank you. I'm selling that. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to buy into that either. Nice, that was quick, Max. Agreeance. That was quick. Yep. 
pretty straightforward, I think. Tyson Williams, BYU, 19 for 99 and zero, and they played USC last week, I believe. BYU, we have seen some running backs come out of that position, some some pretty decent ones. Yeah, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is really good. Um, I'm going to kind of buy into this, I think, a little bit. I'm not going to sell the farm for it, but, again, a guy you want to stash on your bench and see how he performs his next couple weeks, and especially if he's going to see around 20 touches a game, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that on my bench. Mm-hmm. Could be worth it. I mean, yeah, he's played. He had 17 carries two weeks ago against Tennessee in a game they won. Um, still Tennessee, though. Averaged 5.4 yards a carry. Two touchdowns, um, which is pretty big. Last week against USC, 19 for 99. This week, plays against Washington, who isn't, like, super exciting either. Um, but I think I could understand. Yeah, I could understand throwing him on your bench. Because then after that, you get Toledo, USF, Boise State, Utah State, Liberty, Idaho State. Idaho State. So just, yeah, UMass. a great schedule at the end. Right. Eventually, because eventually, once you get past this week, you see some you see some daylight. Yeah. Um, and if he's getting like, that workload against those teams, he could actually be like a late push. Yeah. Like if you need to make the playoffs and you're kind of like fighting for a position, he could be a late push flex guy. Um, this last one, Max, gives me anxiety just yeah, thinking yeah. about it. Jordan Bird, San Diego State. <sighs> yeah. Notice how I didn't read – Juwan Washington on this list. Yeah. 22 for 128. And I believe Bird had a touchdown or two, if I'm not mistaken. But look, Uh-oh. he's receiving sure. that workload. Washington, I believe, didn't play in that game. And Bird's been productive the last two weeks. I think I'm buying it, but I just don't know about Juwan Washington. Like, what are we doing? It's a very, very good question. Like, um, I, don't I mean, he's obviously him. not, he's not like healthy. He didn't even play last week. And the, the two weeks before he had 22 and 20 attempts. Yeah. So it's like, it feels like they still want Washington to be like the guy. And when he's playing, which he should be, you know, assuming he's back healthy from, you know, this ankle injury that he's been dealing with, they're going to get him the football. The problem is they're going to get him the football. They're going to get, um, bird the football. Yep, they're going to get probably Chance Bell the football. And, we, um, and in the past, just, we've never seen San Diego State run a committee. But like like I said, Bird went for 22, 20, 22 carries, 128, and 2, right? That's a good game. Yeah. Week before that, I mean, they played Against, UCLA, and it was ugly. I yep. mean, and Washington yeah. played in that game, I believe. Mm-hmm. He did. So workload there, but they finally give Bird a full workload, and he's producing like the San Diego State running back position should. It should against New Mexico State. If I'm respectively, yeah, of course. But if I'm a Jawan Washington owner, I have him on my team. You need to run to the wire and grab Bird. You think so? I think so, just because it's like, here's the deal: if Washington's gonna be banged up, like you. You know you're going to get value from that position, and I'm not a big guy for handcuffing, handcuffing, handcuffing. Holy cow! I'm in concussion. Bro. Yes, handcuffing. Yes, handcuffing. Yes, I am. Agreed. Not a big guy for doing that in college fantasy, but San Diego State's just a running back like goldmine. Yeah. Right. I mean, here's the thing: Ch- Chance Bell at 17 for 116 and yeah. one. That yeah. Right. So who who's the Almost guy? Almost the, the same game. Yeah. Right, and the problem is, yeah, who who might actually be the handcuff, and you would go Jordan Bird, 
The problem is, is if Jawan Washington is not going to get all the carries, it's just going to be hard for me to go pick one of these guys. So here, right? so here's the. It's like, do, can we be? Are we still in agreement that Jawan Washington is probably the main guy, assuming that he's playing? I would say yes. I think if he's healthy, but he's not healthy, yeah. and that leads directly into the main question of: Are you still rostering Jawan Washington? And if you are, for how much longer? Yeah, I mean, what he? Yeah, he doesn't play against New Mexico State. Plays Utah State this week, which could be tough. But then he gets Colorado State, Wyoming, San Jose State, UNLV, Nevada, Fresno State, Hawaii, BYU. I think you. I think you have to hold on to him for at least I one agree. more week. And the thing is, is I don't think, I don't think I wanna. I feel like it's either gonna be I want John Washington, or I don't want any of them. Yeah, kind of one of those situations. And I, I feel like it's going to be one of those situations. And then, like, just because Juwan Washington has that chance to still be the main guy, and I just – I don't – it's hard for me to see, you know, Jordan Bird getting every single carry as opposed to, you know, Chance Bell, assuming John Washington isn't playing. If he is in the picture and they all get carries, then, you know, maybe I don't want any. Then it's a dumpster fire. Right. Um, but it feels like, to me, the best chance of having one person – be a San Diego State running back, it still is Juwan Washington, yeah. assuming he's playing. Yeah, I, I agree with yeah. that. Um, so it's like I don't. It's like I, I'd keep Juwan Washington if I have him, but I don't think I'm going to make it a priority to go out and get the other get guy. Get a handcuff. All right, fair enough. I no, I, I get that. I, and, I respect I mean, yeah, that. Not until not until you find out maybe that Juwan Washington isn't playing next week again, mm-hmm. and then then maybe I want to go pick up Jordan Bird or Chance Bell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Receivers here. Um, Khalil Pimpleton, seven for he's from Central Michigan. Um, seven for one sixteen and one. We've seen receivers have success in um, Jim McElwain's like system. Obviously, he was at Colorado State for a bit, and obviously, Colorado State receivers have been performing. So, I kind of want to stash this guy. I'm going to buy into it a little bit. Are you? I think so. And considering Central, yeah, Michigan's probably going to be playing from behind in most games. And they just lost Jonathan Ward. It's like they need production. I know. I've been struggling with this one, mm-hmm. to be honest, because I, I have this urge to just go get him. Played Akron last week, who we obviously know is bad. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is he plays Miami this week, and I don't envision that going very well. <laughs> no. Right? Um, do you think he stays... What's his what's his percentage right now of being rostered? Do you know? I know it's for sure under fifty percent. The last time I checked, because I make sure a lot of these guys are not very owned mm-hmm. in most leagues. So, so his percent owned this week right now is seven. Seven percent. Well, that's not um, great. Which makes me feel like he's gonna be there until after. Until this so you don't. Week. Maybe there's another guy you're holding on to, and then you want to yep. see how this week goes. And if that guy doesn't produce, then maybe go and grab. Him. Yep, because it's it's hard to believe that Pimpleton's gonna put up numbers against Miami, which makes it seem like people aren't gonna want to buy him after next week, which is gonna make him probably an easy target for you, probably someone you're not even gonna have to waste a waiver on, as opposed to just waiting until waivers are over and picking him up off the free agent, you know, list. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. So he's not he's not startable this week. I don't think. No. Um, definitely. I don't not. think I I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him this week. And I would feel confident in my chances of getting him after next week. Yeah, next so week's I, waiver yeah. cycle or whatever you want to call it. 
Yep. Okay. And so I think that I think that I'm comfortable just waiting for now. I'm the same way. Um, Jaylon Adams, Southern Miss, 11 receptions, 180, uh, no touchdowns. Look, we thought Quez Watkins being back like was going to be huge, but he, Adams put up this game with him back. Mm-hmm. And we know Southern Miss likes to play. I'm not calling it an air raid, but they're definitely not. They're going to be a little pass happy. Mm-hmm. Part, in a PPR, I'm buying into this. Okay. In a non-PPR, um, I don't know yet. It might be a wait and see. It's Yeah, it's weird. Right? Because he's had production, but then, you know, because Watkins comes back and has what? What was his stat line again? 200-plus yards? Yeah. Seven for 209 and two? Yeah, he went off. Um, which is crazy. Uh, they play Alabama next week, which we covered already. So, definitely do not start. <laughs> which I wouldn't start. Um, what's his name? Jordan Mitchell, you know, has had production the past couple weeks. Um, I don't know, man. That might be that might be one of those situations where you might want to stay. Like as much as it says you want to, I mean, obviously it depends mm-hmm. on how deep your league is. But I think it's going to be one of those situations where, other than Quez Watkins, but between Adams and the other guy, it's like it's going to be one of those things where mm-hmm. each week one of them's going to go off, the other one's not. Yep. And, and I mean, last week. Mitch only had three receptions for 68 and a touchdown as opposed to seven for 133 in the first week. And then he had six for 94 against Mississippi State in a touchdown. Um, so he, he had more proven production in the first two weeks. Obviously, I think we can agree that Quez Watkins is the number one. Yeah, by far. By far. That's not really – that's not even a question to me, but – Yeah. Um, you said you were going to buy into this? I think so if I'm in a deep PPR league. That's kind of you're in a deep at. one. Okay, if you're in a deep one, I I think I can buy that too. But I wouldn't waste the roster spot on him right now against Alabama this week. No, absolutely. Especially not. since it's 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 one game, and he's not guaranteed to you know do this again. Mm-hmm. Although I do like I do like that he did well against Mississippi State, um, but so did Jordan Mitchell, both without Quiz Watkins, which is even weirder. Which makes that a little hard. Um, I don't unless you're really deep, um, then you could roster him. But I think I'd leave him alone also. I've struggled with a lot of the receivers this week. I know. They're tricky. I I picked some ones out that are going to make you think, Max. All right. This next one is Sam James, West Virginia, 9 for 155 and 1. I'm selling on him mainly because I don't trust West Virginia yet, and I don't know. They're not really running the air rate of old. But, Max, I know that you just picked him up in the industry league, the pod league that we're in. So, clearly, you're buying into him. I am. I do. I'm actually starting him this week against the number one team currently in our pod league, which is Nathan Marquise, who has a whopping 700 points scored, which is like 75 points or 65 points above number two. Um, and I'm rolling Sam James against him, against big old Kansas, who you seem to love. Yes, big Kansas guy over here. Big Kansas guy. Um, but yeah, I like the nine receptions and a surprisingly... Um, handedly win over North Carolina State last week. Um, he had not, yeah nine receptions, obviously. And I just think that Austin Kendall is going to have to run this passing attack through Sam James going forward. Um, I think he's going to be his best target. Um, and if West Virginia is going to put up a fight and apparently be better than I honestly thought after last week, that they might need him to. 
All right. Well, no, that I mean, I understand your argument. Uh, this next one, Max, this is an air raid system. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., USC, 9 for 95 and 2. Great game. Here's my thinking with this. I want to buy it because I think multiple receivers can be productive in this offense. But it's going to be annoying as a fantasy owner because you never know which one's going to go off. Absolutely. I want to pick him up so bad. But I, I go for it, and then it's like, well, I can't drop anybody that I already have. Right. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks. So do you buy Do you buy that he could be a fantasy option going forward? <sighs> uh, wheels are turning. Mm. Yeah, but it's a lot. And, I mean, we hated the situation coming into the, coming into the year. Right. And it feels a lot like um, the Washington State situation. But, I mean, he did have nine receptions last week. Tyler Vaughn's obviously is getting the most. Um, well, maybe not obviously. Yeah, I think he's I, – I think I can buy into Pittman. Problem is, is I just – if you have somebody you can add that you clearly want to drop, for sure Pittman's a good option. Yeah, absolutely. Um, problem is, yes. Um, I, I, totally, I totally do agree. I also really like um, – is it Malapai? Is that how you say his name? The running back? Yeah, he's he put up another good week. I saw that. I like him a lot, too, um, over Stephen Carr. And he's putting up consistent weeks. And the problem is, is they've gone back and forth between this. We want to throw the ball a lot, and then next thing you know, we want to run the ball more. Right? And, and, then, and, that, and I feel like that kind of goes with Daniels getting injured. Like, I feel yeah. like they kind of had to tweak some things offensively. Yeah. But then they came out with, what's his name, Stover? Uh, Slovis. Slovis, Stover, Slovis, close enough, Slovis. Max. You're struggling yep, with names close tonight. Enough. Yep, um, Slovis and used him a ton against Stanford, right? And then came out last week and was like, "Nope, we're just gonna run the ball this time," which is what I totally thought they were gonna do against Stanford, right? I picked up um, Malapai and thought he was just gonna go, you know, have 20 plus carries against Stanford. Turns out they had 12. And then he comes out against BYU and has 23 carries. So I'm concerned on if, you know, they're going to find themselves in games with Big 12 compl- like teams and throw the ball more, which then would, you know, help Pittman because he's getting consistent targets in this offense. Yeah. So Yeah, and you mean Pac-12, right? Yeah, yeah I only said Big 12. Wow. Wow. You literally might still be concussed. I'm convinced. Wow. Just this lasting this, hangover effect from, yes. like, concussion? Permanent concussions. Yes. Yep. Last one here, Max, on the buy or sell guys. Johnny Johnson the third. Sweet name. Receiver for Oregon. Eight for one seventy six and two. Buy or sell. Buy or sell. I'm gonna let you go first. So with the way I look at it is like this. Herbert, you know you're getting consistent quarterback play, right? You know that you're gonna have a guy under center that's oh he's not gonna go like stupid. Like he's not gonna have like a bad game. So with mm-hmm. that consistency and you Usually a one at Oregon steps up for the most part. And if he's going to be the guy with eight for eight note receptions a lot, 76 and two, uh, yeah, I'm going to buy this. When the heck is Juwan, uh John Frick? Is it Juwan Johnson? Yeah, Juwan Johnson. Yeah. Gonna, when, when the frick is he going to come back? I don't know, Max. I thought I was about to have to censor you. I thought you were going to go full rage mode and start dropping some F-bombs I should, on us. I should have. Because I had, I had a lot of shares in him. And I think I dropped him finally in and sucks because I, I don't want to, but I just needed the, I needed the extra slot. But he keeps practicing, but he's not playing. And it's like he's been a game-time decision the last two weeks. 
And it's like, I just want to see what he does when he comes back. And I don't trust Johnny Johnson. And maybe maybe you, you roll him now until, until he comes if you back. know that Juwan Johnson isn't playing. But the problem is, is Juwan Johnson can come out and play next week. Um, and then I don't know how to value Johnny Johnson because I don't know if he's still going to be the favorite target or not. And Jacob Breland's had two touchdowns, what, the past two weeks? Yeah, he's been playing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I don't really want to buy into it yet until I know what it's going to look like when Juwan Washington comes, or Juwan Johnson comes back. Yeah, so you're going to sell on him. Let's move on to this next segment, Max. Panic or don't panic. I'm going to read you um, five stud – quotes, stud – quarterbacks that put up duds of last week. Which ones are you panicking on? Which ones are you like, nah, it's just a bad week? So you have Cole McDonald. He played Washington. Um, Kelly Bryant. I'm trying to think of Mizzou played off the top of my head. Brock Purdy, Shane Bouchelle, Tommy DeVito. Any of those guys that you're kind of worried about going forward? <sighs> that you're panicking on? DeVito for say. sure. Yes, I'm DeVito for sure. DeVito. And I've been off on him for a while. Syracuse just does not look like the team that they were. Um last year, which sucks because I thought they were going to go to more of a, you know, Dino Babers is old Bowling Green offense type of team. Yeah, and I think that's what he wanted to do. It's just not, it's not fitting. It's not working out right now for him. Um, Cole McDonald. He throws so uh, many picks. So many has, interceptions. And they leave him in. And I thought, they, yeah. I thought Cordero, their backup, was like capable. But yeah. they just keep leaving him in and he has thrown like eight interceptions in three games. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, didn't Cody Arrow come in for like a a, a little good bit. chunk of yeah. the game? I mean, he threw twelve. He threw the ball twelve times and only completed four of them. Yeah, so maybe he has as McDonald back in. Yeah, and it's like at some point you think they're just gonna like right now you have to think they're just gonna keep rolling with Cole McDonald and just letting him throw interceptions yeah. and hopefully a lot of touchdowns to hopefully more consistently JoJo Ward and Cedric Bird as opposed to four touchdowns to one of them each week. Yes. Please spread it around for the sake <laughs> of all of us. I'll yep. tell you what, right now off the bat. But I'm, I'm not too panicked. About I'm Tom, panicked yeah. about Purdy, Bouchelle, and DeVito. DeVito, we've talked about that. Bouchelle has not been putting up the numbers that we all expected with an SMU offense. I mean, there's still time, mm-hmm. and there is promise, but not looking great. And then The problem is the emergence of the running game there. Yeah. Xavier Jones has been playing so well that yeah. it's like – And they had, they had another guy playing like – one of his first games, like first actual, like getting meaningful carries in a game ever. And he ran for a hundred yards and like three touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, part of that could be, it, it just happens. They're getting the running game working. So they're not running the SMU offense of old, but Brock Purdy, um, as much as I am a home, I'm going to homer out here, but I just never really saw him as an elite fantasy option. Yeah. I saw him being solid and I think he's a spot play at times, but not right now. No, not right now. And I know he's played Iowa, which Iowa's tough. That's a tough matchup, but not right now for me. Anything totally you want? Anything you want to add, Max? Before we move on to running backs? I don't think so. I think I'm. Think right you're content about on both there. Yeah. Okay. Running backs. Um, there's some big names on here. I threw them on here based on last week's. They kind of had a bad performance, but then kind of some trends with the season. Um. Eno Benjamin, J.J. Taylor, C.J. Verdell, Joshua Kelly, Stevie Scott. I'm not worried at all about Eno. He played Michigan State mm-hmm. last week, had um, not the greatest game, but 
I mean, that's to be assumed of uh-huh. when you play Michigan State. And the other two weeks, he hasn't been as flashy either. He put up like, I don't know, 25 fantasy points or so around that range. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't been going absolutely nuts, but I'm still not worried about him. JJ, no, his O-line is terrible. Yes, his O-line is But trash. he's still putting up production. He's still worth the start. Yes. Uh, yeah. Taylor, Verdell, Kelly, Scott, I'm worried on all four of them. I'm super panicked. Are you? I'm panicked on all of them. And if I had to pick one that I'm not that panicked on, it's Joshua Kelly because of the 18 Agreed. attempts last week. But yep. my God, is UCLA bad. UCLA is also a dumpster fire. Yes. A, a lovely yes. phrase of dumpster fire. That is what you, uh, mm-hmm. UCLA is. Yes, struggling. But Taylor Verdell Scott, I'm I'm worried. Yeah, I think so too. We were worried about Verdell going into the season. Um, Stevie Scott, I was never super high on, but he's also is he getting outperformed by another guy as well? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, to be fair, Stevie Scott played. They played uh, Ohio State last week, so that explains yep. the poor stat line. But he still hasn't been that great this season. I mean, he's had some good no. touchdown numbers, but the yardage really hasn't been that great. Yeah, very true. Um, but I'm still, I mean, I'm still panicked. I never really liked anyway. JJ Taylor. Um, yeah, I think I'm kind of panicked there as well. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, I wouldn't, I probably would have dropped him by now. Yeah, for sure. If I had, I didn't have any shares of him going in, but I think I totally would not have him on my roster right now also. Um, what does he have? 11 points again. Yeah. It's, it's not pretty, honestly. Not great. And I yeah. think that's just because of the emergence of Cleo Tate actually running the ball a little yeah. bit more. And I think it's just Cleo Tate's show, and that's all you want from that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I agree. For receivers here, we have Marquez Stevenson, J.D. Spielman, Jalen Rager, Warren Jackson, K.J. Hill. Of all those guys, I, am, I could be honest and say that I'm worried about all of them. Every single one of them caused me to panic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because let's look. Yeah. KJ Hill hasn't been great. Nope. J- and and clearly isn't going to stand out as a top receiver in this no. offense. They've got too many guys there. And Ohio State never really has had, hasn't had that guy. That's a what? What like was the last one, guy? Like a like one, that? like Michael Thomas, maybe. He was okay. Like he was pretty good, right? But he wasn't just an absolute world beater in fantasy. Yeah. So yeah, KJ Hill worried about Warren Jackson. I mean, he's target. The targets are there, but the fact that Colin Hill just went down. And um, guess who's back? Well, yeah, Nate Craig Myers is back, which I have no yep. idea what that even means. Like, honestly, I don't know what that means either, but I still have him. Yeah, uh, is it Dante Wright? Uh, he's been going off that, yeah, for, the, he's been going off for mm-hmm. them as their one. Yep, and Warren Jackson's like their possession receiver now, so I have no, I'm panicked on him a little bit. I mean, he's fine, yep. he, his numbers aren't, he's solid, he's literally just a solid play. Uh, Jalen Rager, TCU just needs to figure out how to get him the ball. I don't know what it's going to take, yeah. but my goodness. I still wish he would have ended up at Oklahoma. Yeah. That would have been scary. That would have been so scary. If he wouldn't have decommitted from Oklahoma, that would have been really cool. Uh, Max, since you're Nebraska in the closet, Nebraska fan, J.D. Spielman? <laughs> in the closet. Totally 100%, even though I shouldn't be because that's going against everything that, you that believe in. Iowa yeah. has taught me. But um, J.D. Spielman? I haven't just... given up. I haven't given up okay, yet. Okay, so you're not panicking on him yet, I'm but not. you're like, I'm not kind of worried. No, had over 100 yards and a touchdown against Colorado. Obviously, a blowout win. Had four for 76 against Illinois. Illinois. Um, they won 44 to eight. I'm not. I'm not over him yet. I still also believe in Adrian Martinez because I think that those two are going to have to score a lot of points 
in order to be in games. Um, and I think J.D. Spillman is obviously A.J. Martinez's favorite target. I don't believe that they're, you know, A.J. Martinez is bad. He's put up over 30 points fantasy the past two weeks. Um, and they start getting into this Big Ten, like, West conference. They play Illinois this week, which I think is going to be huge. Um, Ohio State after that, but then Northwestern, Minnesota, who has arguably been a dumpster fire, but is yes. still winning. Close games. Very against close games. everyone. Against very mid-major schools. Um, then Indiana, Purdue, Wisconsin, Maryland, Iowa. Some tough games in there, but I still believe that J.D. Spielman can be a fantasy-relevant player. Um, and I still think he can, he can have you know a resurgence this season, especially if A.J. Martinez can. Um, so I, I'm still in on on, on him. Yeah. Uh, Stevenson, what is going on with Houston's passing game? Like, King, um, King's been productive. It's so weird. But it's weird. Like, Stevenson's clearly their one. He's targeted. Yeah. He's getting sweeps. But he's not producing. So, it's like, I don't know what to expect. You'd think with Holgerson that things would eventually click. But... You would think so. I'm not... But their offense is just weird. It is weird. It's, it's like weird watching. I mean, he only threw for... He's only thrown for... You know, he hasn't thrown for over 200 yards passing yet. Yeah, it's like Holgerson's trying to run the ball. Yeah, and, and a lot. More than you would expect, but that just might be because yes. he looked at his roster and realized what he had. I mean, you have King and you have yeah. Porter, who's good, and you just roll with those guys. But I don't know. I'm not. If I had to pick two that I'm not that panicked on, it's probably the combination of Spielman and Stevenson. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that you know it doesn't look like he wants to throw the ball downfield. No, I know. It's a lot of that like dink and dumps. Right? right? Because Derek King, I mean, we rarely see him taking downfield shots anymore. And Marcus Stevenson was a huge benefactor of that last year. Yeah. Um, which sucks. Which kind of just sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, he's spreading around touches to um, Keith Corbin as well. So it's like there's a little bit of panic to be had there. I mean, Derek King should pick up like the passing numbers. Like he shouldn't throw for under 200 passing yards every game for the rest of the season, especially in the AAC. Yeah. So I expect, I expect his numbers to go up. I expect Stevenson's numbers to go up with it. I hopefully expect to see more deep shots of, especially with, you know, lesser competition. Um, so I would still keep Stevenson and not be too panicked. Um, especially with the, the upcoming, you know, schedule remaining. But Tulane is next week, who is apparently our kryptonite and has been for the last, like, couple of years. Yeah, every time I start a player against Tulane, they play like crap. So, I don't Damn, know. Yep. So, uh, let's roll into these listener questions. Uh, rapid fire here. Uh, first, Nathan Parker, friend of the pod. Um, basically, he's kind of wanting to know some guys that we think have started slow that are going to pick it up. And I'll, I'll give one right off the bat. The one that comes to my mind, I, I really still think Joshua Kelly is going to turn it around. I do, too. I think it's going to eventually get going. Max, who's a guy that you think have started slow, but you're not giving up on yet? I was going to bring up Adrian Martinez, yeah. who you could you could say has arguably started slow, but has put up 30 points over the last couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I still believe that the Nebraska offense can you know take a shape and finish well, especially as it gets into Big Ten play. Okay. So you're kind um, of saying sure. like the Nebraska offense as a whole almost will pick up. Almost. I think so. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, this next one's from Coach Francis. Uh, he wants to know, what are we doing with guys like Drew Brown and Gage Gubrud in standard leagues? And he wants to know, are we dropping them? I, I think so. I For sure. I think 
like I said, you're not really handcuffing in CFF for the most part. And if I was going to handcuff, I guess it'd be Gage Gruber, but I don't know. I feel like that's Anthony Gordon's played too well for anyone to dethrone him unless an injury happens. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that, I mean, I, I probably would have dropped him after week one. I mean, once we knew that Anthony Gordon was going to start, I probably would have dropped um, Gubrud. And after Oregon State and Spencer Sanders has played, in the last three weeks it's only been Spencer Sanders, and I haven't heard any conversation of him not playing. Um, I I don't think I don't think I'd have Drew Brown on my roster at this point, unless you're super deep, right? And you just want to stash him because you don't know what else to do with your spot. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. The Stanford Stanford excuse me the Stanford Cardinal asked. Uh, which it's kind of plays on to Nathan's question a little bit. Would you guys try to buy low on Joshua Kelly and Juwan Washington? Do you believe those two will turn around? Like we said, I I would try to buy low on Josh Kelly right now. I think his asking price can't be that high, and I think he's going to have a strong second half of the season. Juwan Washington, he, I don't know. I I don't know. That's harder. That's that's tougher for me. That's tougher to want to because look, you're going to try to trade for Juwan Washington. You're still going to have to give value. Like, you can't get him for nothing. Like, you're going to have to give him someone. And yep. at this point, him being not 100% healthy, the rest of the running backs around him clearly producing, I'm, I'm not going to buy. I'm just avoiding Juwan Washington, but I would try to buy low on Joshua Kelly if you can. I think I would probably say the exact same thing. Perfect, Max. Always on the same page. Yep. Uh, Gridiron Games wants to know, Are we? does it matter, basically, I'll just reword this, does it matter, like, who Purdue has at quarterback? Well, like with Elijah Sonora getting kind of banged up, Rondell Moore still going to be productive, right? Like we're not really worried about him yep. going forward. I feel like he's quarter. Like doesn't matter who's under center. Rondell Moore is going to produce. Yep. And then he wants to know who's the number one receiver at Texas, and I think it's Duvernay. I totally agree. I look. I think you look at the reception numbers. T- yep. Yeah, no, totally, 100%. He's gotten so many more receptions and targets uh, and clearly just looks like, you know, Allinger's favorite target. So, Max, here's my question. I'm going to throw in my own listener question here. The branch off this Texas receiver. Are you keeping Colin Johnson on your roster? Am I keeping him on my roster? Yep. Let's say you're in a 12-team league. When he's clear, like I know he's a little banged up. Yep. But is is there enough to go around at Texas? I I don't know. I don't think so. And I I, I think is. he's worth keeping on your roster. But I just I just feel like I, there's gonna come a time midway through the season where you're like, dude, he's just dead weight on the roster. I think so. Yeah. I totally. I think I totally agree. Where it's like I think I. I don't know. I think the only receiver I think I want to own right now is Duvernay. Yeah, I I, I think I agree yeah. with that. Um, Mac, do you want to add anything before we say goodbye? Um, I think there was one other question that we forgot about. Did we miss one on the questions? So yeah. So here's what it is. It nice, says, Max. Nice save. Talks, nice save. Yep. 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 I'm always here. Backup. Okay. Let's hear it. Um. So it was actually a response to the would you buy low on Joshua Kelly John Washington okay. um, question. It says, he said, um, it's just Nick C said, second the Joshua Kelly, dot, 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 
I grabbed him off waivers for nothing, and I'm facing a week six matchup where both QBs are on buys. Jalen Gabriel, um, I think said meant to. I think he meant to say Jalen Gabriel can be picked up, but I'd have to lose Perkins, KJ Hill, or Kelly to make it happen. And I think the answer to that KJ is KJ Hill, Hill is by a mile. List. Yep. KJ Hill He's, gone. Grab a yeah. KJ Hill, no I, hesitation. I totally, totally agree. Yep. I'm glad you um, caught that, Max. We gotta always then, get these questions. I'm glad you caught. And then he, he also responded to that saying he's also planning on making a move for uh, um, Arcanado, the yep. receiver from I, I love Arcanado. I really uh, do. And he says they have the same three above, but now two of the three would need to go. So that leaves and you with Perkins assuming, and Kelly, and assuming per- Hill's gone. Right. We're talking about um, the Virginia quarterback Perkins, right? Yes. Yes. I, I assume. I'm I assuming assume. so, yes. Yeah. Uh, That's tough because Perkins is always so oh, – man. And he's he's not having the greatest start. season, but he's been fine. He's been solid. He just hasn't been crazy. Yeah. So the question becomes do you – But if you're I, picking up Gabriel that's giving and you, you're confident that he's going to start the games going forward, like for sure. I think you can get away with getting rid of Perkins. That's my lead. I, think I totally agree. Man, that's tough. But yeah, I think and that's and me and you were kind of Kelly Homers. Yep. And I think if you're in a one QB league for sure. Yeah, two and you QB still makes have it a little Perkins, tougher. Um two QB I mean two QB makes it a little tougher. But um, but I, I would probably drop Hill and Perkins. Yeah. Probably keep Kelly for now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. I think so. I think that's what I would go. So you add a receiver, drop a receiver, add a quarterback, drop a quarterback, keep Kelly as your running back. Yeah, I absolutely I think that's agree. The way I would, I think that's the way I would go with that. That was the angle that I would take. Yes. Well, that does it for us here on the College Fantasy Football Gurus podcast. Um, good luck with your guys' matchups in the upcoming week. Um, if, Like we always say, if you're enjoying what we're doing here, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Until next time, take it easy, guys. Thank you.